Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. to share a quick testimony. Um, I was gone two weeks ago. I did a random trip up to Reading to the, the women's conference. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would be really excited about women's events, but I am. Um, I am. I like women's events now. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was in Trader Joe's and I was grabbing some groceries for our house, and I hear, uh, Pastor Nicole. And I'm like, it's the Lord. He's here. <laughs> so I turn around, and I don't see anybody. And this uh, young, young gal and guy come up, and I thought, oh, they're treasure hunting. Like, wow, that's pretty good. They got my name. They know what I do. This is really good. And then I realized, wait a minute, they look familiar. And so I'm kind of I'm like standing there like, what you got? Like, you're, you just guessed my name. What else you got, you know? So I look like an idiot by the time they're like, hey, do you remember us? I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Um, but they were, they, they now live in Reading, and they were here when um, John Miller came. Do you guys remember when, when he and his wife came, and it was just a crazy ball of fun? Um, it's actually, we have it recorded, and there are also snippets on YouTube if you missed it. You want to go back and watch it. But anywho, all that to say, they're like, hey, and they're just kind of connected. And I said, wait a second, your grandfather said this to the girl, said your grandfather, I was just thinking literally two days prior, I was, when I was driving to Reading, I thought, man, we really got to get better about follow-up. I want to know if that man lived. That's literally what I was thinking. There was a, a, a grandfather here and he was on dialysis and had cancer and couldn't eat or drink. Y'all remember this? Par- paralyzed stomach, 18 months, couldn't eat or drink. Thank you. Yes, had to eat through tubes. Do y'all re- raise your hand if you remember this. Okay. Oh, yeah, come on. So I, so two days prior to going to Reddy, I'm thinking, gosh, I really want to know what happened to that man because I just sat there and sobbed as we all watched him drink a little bit of water. You remember that first time in 18 months? So, so I said, oh, my gosh. And it's kind of one of those things where you're – maybe a little nervous to ask. I was, how is your grandfather? And she said, oh, he's doing great eating and drinking. And I was like, come on. <laughs> I was a little nervous to ask. And she's like, oh yeah, no big deal. Cause it's been, I don't know how many months, a, a year. It's almost a year. So, <laughs> so I was like, I got to share this with everybody. Like, this is amazing. Uh, and I remember part of the story. There was uh, another family who, before they moved to Reading, they came and they had been telling this young lady, you've got to bring your grandfather to Presence OC. You've, I guess they were telling him, telling her this for about six or eight months. And then finally they came as the last hope before he, he was to pass away. So I just want to encourage y'all, you have a really awesome church. And... Um, God is, is real. Like he's real. Uh, Just imagine your grandfather. Sometimes it's easy, easier to look at other people and go, yeah, God did it for them. But, but God wants to do that in your family. Like if there's someone in your family 
who is in need of healing, who's in need of hope. I mean, we have um, Ken and Barbazell. They have a, is it Wednesday night or Thursday night? Wednesday night, amazing. I keep hearing testimonies coming from y'all's house. Amazing things are happening, happening there. Um, obviously here Sunday morning, we've got, you know, the, the hangouts and stuff, but bring your people, bring them, bring them. God's, God's doing something. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share that cause I was super, I was super encouraged by that one. That one got me that morning, got me. Y'all also remember my like three month old, two month old son got like lifted. Do y'all remember this? Yeah, no, y'all don't remember this, but mama remembers this. Like my newborn baby, somebody wanted to test it and see if they got healed and put them over. I was like, go for it, girl. Like, uh, and Howard's all like, I- I've got him. Don't worry. If she drops him, I'm catching him. And for whatever reason, it, it might have been like sleep. I was sleep deprived, but I wasn't worried about it. And then afterwards, I was like, what the heck was I thinking? Y'all know what I mean? <laughs> like I heard y'all's gra- gas were like, <gasps> and I was chill till I got home. And I was like, what was I thinking? Well, praise the Lord. She got healed. It's a good thing I believe that he heals because that could have been real bad. Anyways. Okay. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are. <laughs> ah, we love you. Amen. Is there anybody with, um, your birthday is in June and you were born in 1987. Birthday's in June and you're born in 1987. So you're like, what, 32? Are you 33? You're, you're something like that. Anybody? Okay. You're not allowed to come up to me afterwards. Because I know y'all be doing that. Actually, that was me. I just didn't want to stand up. Oh, sorry. You don't get the word now. It's not anointed anymore. (laughs) Um, Okay. This is good. I feel like I'm supposed to prophesy over this person. But nobody. June birthday. It has to be 1987. It has to be 1987. Okay. There's one more thing I got. We'll see if this lands either an address or a phone number or a significant number. It can't be like, I was just thinking about that number. It's my favorite. I mean, maybe, I guess. It has to be significant, okay? 1892, 1892. Anybody's address or phone number, 1892, 1892. Anybody? 18, I'm gonna give you like a second to think about it. Your social security number, your phone number, your address. Don't tell us which one, your bank account, routing number. Don't tell us which one it is, okay? 1892. You got something? You got it, what is it? Oh, oh yeah, don't tell us. Okay, this is good. (laughs) Come on. Um, This is good. Yeah, don't tell us. Don't tell us. This is good. Um, it's interesting that it's that because the word that I had for this was um, I heard gold mined. I heard gold mined. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, Lord, get her. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can sit. This is good. This is good. Everybody just throw like a little bit of gold glitter her way, you know, it's good. Yeah, I, I heard gold mind and I heard you have the golden state in mind and the Lord is bringing prosperity to California for you specifically. Um, and I, I also feel like there was, um, there's, 
there's like, I saw the number three. There's like three decisions or three, three opportunities. And I feel like the Lord is saying, I've given you the gold mine and you know which one to choose. And I feel like he's put favor on you to make really awesome decisions that lead you into business and things that bring prosperity. So I just bless you with that. You're awesome. <laughs> you win a facial expressions of the morning. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we just bless you in Jesus' name. Come on, okay. All right, 1987, June. Anybody change their mind yet? You realize your birthday is in June? All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, so, so this morning I, I wanted to, um, I wanna talk about the power of our testimony. And I feel like this is mostly equipping um, probably more of a teaching this morning. I just felt led to talk about the power of testimony. I've been thinking about this for a while. I'll just get random thoughts and then I write them in my notes. Anybody else do that? And your, and your phone, you just like get a random download. And so I've literally just put my notes together of all these thoughts for like the past year. And that's what I'm going to share about this morning. And it's, it's primarily going to be like a, I, I like to call it a shotgun scripture morning. If you don't like shotguns, you can call it high five. I don't know. I'm from the country. But basically just a bunch of little um, bullets of scripture. I'm not going to read a ton of, you know, sometimes I like to read like the full chapter of the scripture I'm teaching out of. But this morning there's just a, a couple little uh, specific bullet points um, of scripture this morning. So I hope you brought your Bibles. And I encourage you, if you use your Bible app on your phone, that's amazing. But you know what's really cool when you're sitting in a coffee shop and you've got your Bible open and people see that? If they just see you on your phone, it just looks like you're texting your friend. But when the Bible is present, things happen because people start to ask questions. So I encourage you, if you don't carry your Bible, start carrying your Bible. It, it's amazing how many times I'll get stopped by just having it open. Open, or when I see other people with their Bible open, I'm like, oh, I can start a conversation. Like, that's just an easy way in. So I encourage you, carry, it's not that heavy, carry your Bible. Um, okay, so the power, the power of our testimony. Who knows that we can argue theology, we can argue doctrine all day long. Y'all know this, right? When, when I was in um, Bible college, when Paris and I were in Bible college, I loved debates. Imagine that, I know. I loved theological discussions that was like arguments. I just loved it. It was great. It, and honestly, in Bible college, it was looked at as scholarly. It was looked upon as um, what all the good students do. And I remember I was reading um, uh, The Great Divorce. Anybody ever read The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis? So I, I, I was reading, I took a C.S. Lewis class and I was reading this book and I had remembered um, as I was writing some of this down, this character, I think it was Sir Archibald, do you remember that guy? He was the scholar, he was the philosopher, he was the guy that um, chose to go to hell instead of heaven based on his philosophy and his theology and all the things that he wanted to study. Y'all remember this? And... Um, the character brings up this interesting point. I just wanted to read it to you. It says that people who were so interested in proving the existence of God, they forgot to love God. And people who were so invested in spreading Christian doctrine, they forgot to worship Christ. 
And I don't know why. It's just like one of those things. I don't know why it hit me the way that it did. But I remember reading that. And I mean, not that I'm brilliant. I always had to study way harder than everybody else. Paris would study for like an hour. And I would stay up all night long studying. And he would get like way better grades than me. I did not understand it. Uh, it's not really fair. But, <laughs> but I remember reading this. And I, I had this moment where I was like, Lord, I want to lay down the knowledge of the world and pick up the knowledge of you. I'll give up the knowledge of the world because I thought that I was going to go on to seminary and get my MDiv and do this and do that because I needed to have a degree that said who I was. And I, I remember in that moment just saying, okay, Jesus, like I, I will live in the experience. I, I, will, I will surf on the testimonies of what you've done in my life. And I will lay down the arguments and I will lay down the debates. And I will let your testimony speak louder than anything that I could argue against or for. Because who knows, you might be right, but that doesn't change the other person's mind in an argument. It just doesn't. And, and, and I love, I mean, I love apologetics. It, 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 I, I geek out on it. I love it. So I'm not saying don't be scholarly, drop out of college. Don't y'all be dropping out of college after today, getting me in trouble. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is people can argue with you backwards and forwards about the Bible and about what's true and what's not true. But what they can't argue against is what you've experienced. What they can't debate is the testimony that you have on your life. They cannot. Now, maybe they don't believe you, but they can't argue with you about what God has done. And so um, I just want to talk about how powerful our testimonies are, not just the testimony of Christ and what he's done, but the testimony that each of us carry. Because who knows that the testimony of Jesus Christ and the testimony on your life prophesies salvation to other people. Truly. What God has done in your life, whether you think it's small or big or whatever, it literally prophesies, our stories prophesy salvation. Not our arguments, not our debates, but our testimonies. I'll put it, I'll put it this way. We can say, I once was fill in the blank, but now I'm fill in the blank. It can be that simple. I once was, but now I'm. The word testimony is, a, is translated from the Greek word martyria. Say martyria. Martyria, which means evidence. Martyria, which means evidence. And the root of that is martyr, which means the evidence of what nearly killed you. Can anybody testify to the season that nearly killed you, to the relationship that nearly killed you, to the test results that nearly killed you, to the doctor's report that nearly killed you? Can anybody testify to the thing that nearly killed you? Because if you can, then you have a testimony that prophesies salvation and hope and healing to other people. A lot of times I'll, I'll hear people say, I, I don't know how to preach or I, I need to learn how to teach. I need to learn how to, how to, how to preach and I need to learn how to, where, where to start and what I talk about and how do I exegete that passage and, and how do I make it clear? And I'm like, that's really exhausting. How about you just share your testimony? Your testimony will preach. 
Your testimony will breathe hope and inspiration to other people. Who likes stories? You like a movie, you like a book, you like hearing stories. Every one of us likes, every single person likes some form of story. And your testimony is a form of a story. And people will be quicker to listen to your testimony and seeing the power of God in your life than you reading scripture to them. They just will be, I know. I want to be able to read scripture and people get saved and fall over and everything. And sometimes that happens. I'm not saying it doesn't. But people will relate to you. When they hear the testimony, when they hear what God has done, when they hear the evidence of Christ in your life. So it's easy. We just share the evidence of Christ in our life with other people. Our testimony, I really want to get this this morning. Our testimony in the word of God in in Revelation 12 says that it's a weapon against Satan's accusations. Your test, I want you, I, I really need y'all to get this. Your testimony of what God has done in your life is a large weapon. It's a large weapon against the lies of the enemy. And I want to read this because, you know, there's, there's two weapons in the Bible. Everybody say two weapons. Say, I have two weapons. Okay, I need y'all to get this. Y'all going to leave with weapons today. It's going to be great. Don't tweet that. Okay, Revelation 12, 11 says this. This is the New King James Version. The more charismatic you get, the more you like it. I don't know. Uh, It says, they overcame, say overcame him by the blood of the lamb, first weapon, and the word of their testimony, second weapon. I'm going to read it again. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. The ESV version, it says they conquered him. The NIV version says they triumphed over him. The NLT version says they defeated him, overcame, conquered, triumphed, defeated. If you need to overcome the enemy, if you need to conquer the enemy, if you need to triumph over the enemy, if you need to defeat the enemy or his lies in your life, guess what? It is by the blood of the lamb and the power of your testimony. This is why communion is so powerful. You have two weapons. You don't need to to be praying left and right and marching in your house and doing this and doing that. You need to be reminded of the blood of the lamb and the power of your testimony. Say this with me. Say the blood of the lamb and the power of my testimony. We're going to say it two more times. The blood of the lamb and the power of my testimony. Last time, blood of the lamb and the power of my testimony because it overcomes, it conquers, it triumphs, and it defeats the enemy. In the Old Testament, the word testimony, it, it literally means to do again. I need y'all to get this. There's a lot, of, a lot of profound things coming up from up here. The word testimony literally means to do again in the Old Testament. So listen, testimonies reveal God's nature. Your testimony reveals the nature of who God is for other people. It breathes hope. And you ain't got to do anything except just share the, the evidence of the thing that almost killed you. And it might have been you. Just share the evidence of the thing that almost killed you so that God will do it again for somebody else. Because he's in. He's willing. He doesn't have to think about it. He's not questioning it. He's not sitting on the throne going, I don't know if I want to do it for Sam. I did it for you. That was, that was a lot. I don't know if I want to do it for them. <laughs> like, he's in. 
He's like, please share your testimony. Please share the blood of the lamb. Please share the word of your testimony so that I can do it again. I think a lot of times, and I've been guilty of this, but a lot of times when, when people come to us and um, they need advice, we're so quick. I, I have been, I'll, I'll just use me, I have been so fast to give them advice instead of the testimony and the power of God. And don't get me wrong, I love to sit down with people and I love to, to give tips and to talk about seasons and, and, and currently motherhood and the wildness of it and all this. I love to do that. But we've got to be a people that instead of giving worldly advice that, that fits good and fits the Christian whatever, to actually start breathing hope and salvation through our testimonies. And if it's not your testimony, through the testimony of somebody else. So I shared the testimony in the beginning about that grandfather the guy that got healed now that is a, a testimony weapon that you get to put in your pocket and when you see someone and they're connected to feeding tubes you see someone who has cancer you see someone who is about to die you get to say oh my gosh let me tell you what i saw let me tell you what i heard let me send you this youtube video i have a testimony for you for hope i believe I'm going to say something. Some of y'all aren't going to like this. It's fine. I believe that <laughs> I, I believe that God is limited when we don't share testimonies. Now, listen. I got. I'm going to get a lot of emails. So, God is God. He can do what He wants to do. It, this is true. But when we refuse or when we decide that we're not going to share what God has done in our life or what we've seen him do for other people, we actually limit the prophetic word to give them hope to let them know that there's possibility. We do. We limit the power of God when we don't share what he's done. If you have questions about that, come talk to me afterwards. Yeah, good. Yes, Tim, this is good. An example of this, if you're like, I don't know about this white girl, an example of this is in Matthew 14. It's when the disciples are in the boat and Jesus starts to walk towards them. Literally right before that, they were with him feeding the 5,000, which was really like 15,000 because they didn't count women or children. So they had literally come from a miracle. They, they have a testimony. I saw God multiply. I saw this guy named Jesus multiply and they're sitting in this boat and they don't know the power that he holds. And so they question who he is. I don't know what would have happened had they remembered, had they recounted the testimony, had they went, hey, well, he did just multiply and make a bunch of food for people. He probably can walk on water, too. I don't know if they'd have just been a little bit more relaxed in the boat. I don't know what, what could have happened. If they would have all gotten out and walked and danced on the water. I'm not sure. But, but there's an example of God's power being limited from the disciples right, right there. As we, as we recount our testimonies, as we start to dig up, okay, God, what have you done? How can I share this with people? We actually breathe hope and salvation with it. You have the ability to do that. You're all preachers. <laughs> you are stop waiting for somebody to tell you or give you a platform just just start doing it i love the the story in john 9 if you have your bible go there with me john 9 this is the the man who was born blind um, i'm just going to read a couple verses 
verse 25, um, it says, one thing I know that though I was blind, now I see. Now here's a testimony. Listen, I don't have all these sophisticated words. I don't know how the heck it happened. I don't, I don't really even know who that guy was. All I know is that I was blind, but now I see it doesn't get any more simple than that. All it's one sentence. All I know is that I was stuck in addiction, but then God took the desire away. All I know is that I was sick, but then I was healed. All I know is that I was swimming in sin and I was thinking about myself and then God rescued me out of it. All I know is that I was blind, but now I see. You want to learn how to share your testimony? Start with a sentence. All I know was this, but then this. And, and if you have your Bibles open, verse 25 through 27, I just want to read this because this is really powerful. And I don't have time to unpack all of this, but I just want to hit it. Verse 25, it says, he replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. Talking about Jesus. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Verse 26, then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? The world and your friends and your family, they're going to ask you, but what, but how? But this doesn't make sense. But how can I fit this into to my box or to my thoughts? He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. I love this guy, by the way. He's sassy. I like him. I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Now, listen, I feel like there's a little bit. He's just kind of being pokey. He's just kind of being sarcastic a bit. But I also I'm like, oh, that's powerful. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Suggesting that when people hear the testimony of Jesus in your life, they'll want to become his disciples. You don't have to do anything but just share your story. You don't have to. I mean, praying the prayer is good. I think I prayed it like. 10 or 15 times before I actually knew God, but, but you just being you in Christ Jesus and sharing what he's done in your life and sharing what you've seen him do will do more than you can even imagine. And it can be, listen, all I know, I can't, I cannot explain this. All I know is I was blind, but now I see That's, And his name is Jesus. That's the common denominator here. That's all I know. You want to be his disciple too? Awesome. What I've seen happen with things that God's made simple. I remember, okay, confession. First time I ever preached was like, oh, I was 17 maybe. And I was preaching in front of youth group and I preached about how the gospel wasn't simple. I was wrong. That was really bad. I'm like, Lord Jesus, hopefully I did not lead them to Hades. <laughs> I, the, the entire message was about how it was not simple. Um, that was just the Lord, you know, working on me. That wasn't for them. The reality is like the gospel is really simple. It's really simple. And the things, <laughs> bless those, those kids that listened to that. Hopefully they didn't, they weren't listening. The things that God has, has purposed to be real simple, to catch real easy. The enemy will use to seem like it's unattainable, unavailable, or that it's really hard. So, so when, when you're sitting in front of somebody this next week and you're like, oh, I think I'm supposed to share my testimony. And then all these thoughts start to flood your mind. 
about how it's not that easy. It's not that simple. I just want you to remember these words. It's real simple. It's really simple. It's your story. And the gospel is really simple. It is. Jesus, it is real simple. I need to redeem that. Who knows that, that, that faith and testimonies are best friends. You know this already? Faith and testimonies are best friends. The reason is because sometimes we put our faith in front of the testimony and we prophesy what's to come. We use our faith. We, we get on the word and we use our faith to prophesy the testimony that will come. You actually get to create that with God. Other times we put our testimony in front of our faith and the testimony breathes faith on a circumstance. So it can be one or it can be neither is wrong or right. But sometimes you have faith before the testimony. And sometimes you have testimony in front of the faith. An example of this is um, uh, the story of Noah. Hebrews 11, 7, if you want to go there. I'm not going to read out of it, but you can highlight it so that you know that we are a Bible reading church. Um, Hebrews eleven seven it says, by faith, Noah. It literally starts that way. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of these things, not yet seen, moved with godly fear and faith. Starts with faith and it ends with faith. Okay. I, oh, man, this is so good. I, sh- I should preach another message on this. Maybe I will. I, I just wanna, I want you all to get this for a second because this, when I realized this, I was, I was blown away. I think I preached it to about 15 people. You know, when you get new revelation, you're like, what? How did I miss that? Do you know that when God told Noah to build an ark, Noah was building something for something he had never seen or experienced. We assume Noah did not know what rain was. So I need y'all to get this for a second. I'm just going to pause. This kind of has to do with testimony, I guess. But when God told Noah, he gave him specific measurements, specific instructions to build this ark. He's building a way. In Kentucky, they actually have um, um, uh, an, an ark there that's supposed to be what's well, the same size and all that. It's incredible. I got to go there three years ago. If you can get there, it's in Ho-Dunk, Kentucky. There ain't nothing else going on, but you're going to have a lot of fun on that ark. <laughs> it's amazing. But, but when God told Noah to build this ark, can you imagine he's building this thing and people are coming like, Hey, Noah, what's up? What, what, what are you building? Oh, well, God told me to build this ark for the rain that's coming. The rain? Rain? What's rain? I don't really know, uh, but uh, God told me to build this ark for the flood. Flood? Flood? Yes, flood. The rain's going to come. It's going to flood the earth, and I got to have this ark built to save my family and the animals and probably not you, and it's coming. God told Noah to build something for something he had never seen before. This is probably true in a lot of y'all's lives. God will tell you to build something you've never seen before. And you might think you're crazy and you might want to do it like everybody else. But that's not how God works. He's always doing a a, a new thing. See, Noah had faith to do it even though he didn't have the testimony of it quite yet. Sometimes our faith will come before the testimony. And other times our testimonies will come before our faith. That was really good, Nicole. I know. So good. 
going to give you all some practical tools here. We're going to go into practical tools. Get your tool belt out. I'm going to give you all a few things here because I don't want you to leave going, okay, she talked about her testimony. I don't know how to do that. I don't know. Yes, she said it was simple, but I'm still confused. I'm going to give you all practical tools. The first tool of the day is we never cover up our testimony. You never cover up, you never hide from, you never put it down here because you're scared of it, or, or maybe you don't think it's good enough. I, I've actually heard this a lot. I'll hear people say, well, my testimony is not that great because um, actually I gave my life to the Lord when I was two and I obeyed God and I obeyed my parents and I didn't have my wild season. And so my testimony is not that great. And I'm like, I'm a young mother with three children. I need that testimony. I need to know that my kids can accept the Lord at two years old and be obedient to the Lord and to mama and dad. Like, I need your testimony. It's really important. Like, your testimony is not too small, okay? <laughs> the second tool is integrity for your testimony. Integrity. Say integrity. This is important. Integrity for your testimony. We don't try and make our testimonies look a certain way. It doesn't even need to have a bow on the end. Maybe it's like a dot, dot, dot. Like I'm still in process, but this is what I've seen God do. Like we, we don't make up, we don't skip details either, but we don't make up things because people can, boy, they can smell that a mile away and they'll know. And then you like discredit God and that's not cool. So always have integrity behind your testimonies and and if you're feeling like man there's this area over here like i'm really good at sharing 98 percent of my testimony but that two percent i don't like to talk about that because if they knew that two percent then they'd really look at me a different way or i'm i'm in leadership now and i can't let them know about that two percent because because then that they won't respect me or if you have a percent of your testimony that you are not sharing, it's because shame is attached to it. And typically what I've seen is that 2% or whatever percent that shame is attached to, that's the very thing that God wants to use to release power for other people. So so if, if there's something that you've not shared, and obviously like you have to be mindful of who you're sharing in front of and kids and men and women and, you know, be, be wise. Um, but just be aware. Actually, right now, I just want you to think, just shut your eyes for a second. I want you to think, have I not shared something in my testimony because I'm scared of it? I just want you to think about it. Don't say anything. Don't say, yeah, it was me. Just think about it. Have I not shared something because shame is attached to it? Okay, so now if, you, if in your head you're like, yep, I just want you to say, not anymore, Satan. Haha, <laughs> ha, I'm going to expose it. I gotcha. Okay, that's all I wanted you to do right there. The reason why that's important is because I've, I've seen people share their testimonies and they'll leave out a part and I'm like, wait. Oh, I know your testimony. Why didn't you share that? Oh, I just didn't feel like I was supposed to. And I'm, and I'm thinking, oh. Oh my gosh, that was the exact part that I felt like you were supposed to share because then you could have released people from bondage and you could have released people from that very, like, why not? Why not? You expose the hoo-ha out of the enemy, okay? Whatever you're not sharing, expose that dang thing. Expose it. In, in Revelation 12, 11, it's right after the, the Bible boasts about the power of testimony, Revelation 12. It says, and they loved 
not their lives unto death. This literally describes the crucified life. This describes the fact that that 2% or the whatever, your past has been nailed to the cross. The moment you accepted Jesus, all the shame and all the red tape and all the things that was, is gone. God doesn't even, he doesn't even dwell on that. That's not a big deal. He's like, cool, you got a weapon in your tool belt. You go use that. They, they love their, their lives unto death. I could cry when I, when I read this part because it, there's this image of, of them just running towards being killed. Because what they know about Jesus is so much more. Like they just, they don't even care about death. It doesn't even bother them. Your record of wrongs should no longer haunt you. If you're in here and, and you're getting triggered because I'm talking about your testimony and you're like, ah, oh, I still, bah, 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 bah. Your record of wrongs should not haunt you and the opinions of others should not bother you. Because God wants to use it. He wants to use it. Okay, I'm going to get down here. We're almost done with the tool belt. In Acts 22, listen, if you're taking notes or, or if you can just write this down in your phone or on your hand or whatever, I want you to go back and read this. Acts 22 and Acts 26. These are two really um, just practical, easy examples of how the Apostle Paul gave his testimony. And in the midst of great pressure and um, in, front of, in front of people that wanted to kill him. But Acts 22 and Acts 26... Paul talks about his early life. He talks about before he accepted Christ. He talks about the good and the bad, and he gets to the point. And then he talks about how Christ revealed himself to him and how, you know, he, he got saved. And, and then in Acts 26, he spends a little bit more time talking about his conversion. And so if you're looking for a biblical example of how to share my testimony, Acts 22 and Acts 26, again, I'm not going to read it because it's a lot, but, but go there listen, read the way that Paul shares it and then just put it in your words for your story, okay? Um, the, the next tool that I want to give you is, I don't even know what to call this, connection. I don't know, connecting rope. I don't have a fancy thing for it. Basically, people were designed, we as humans were designed to be connected to God. This is why the Trinity is really important. When we talk about community, God's always been in community, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's always been connected. He's never been disconnected. He believes in community. He believes in family. Whatever word you want to put on it, he's always been in it. And so this is why when you share a story with someone who maybe they're not a believer, maybe they've never experienced something like this, and they start crying, it's not because you're a good storyteller. I mean, maybe you are, but... It's because they were designed to be connected to God. Even if they don't realize it, we were, our DNA says connection. Your DNA says connection. If you feel disconnected, if you feel lonely, if you feel whatever, it's because in your blood is the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You're designed to be connected. So people will connect with you when you share your story. And, and let's just, let's just, get this out of our brains. We don't need to hear them say, oh my gosh, I'm ready to give my life to the Lord. That was so good. Thank you for sharing your story. That's amazing. And that will happen. I prophesy that that will happen to every person. But if it doesn't, that does not mean God didn't do anything. You will be planting seeds that you may not know about until heaven. I hope, I really hope that the Lord shows us in heaven, the seeds that we planted. I'm like, Lord, please. 
you will plant seeds that you you won't see the fruit of immediately or ever but you have just got to be confident enough to believe that god wants to use your testimony and that he is doing more than you could hope or imagine okay so so people want to be connected to him so when you're sharing your story can make it connected share share how god has radically redeemed you how, how god came in and did and share with them in a way that is connecting don't be weird that's all i have to say about that one <laughs> um oh man these are yeah these are so good okay next next tool okay here here's another one so in revelation it says for the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you want to get this testimony thing in, just start getting around people who share testimonies. Our staff meetings are amazing. Uh, they make me nervous, which is really good because we'll just share testimonies of things that, that you know each of us have seen in the past week. And it's really good to get around people who make you a little nervous, but also are just sharing testimonies. And... <laughs> and um, and are, are prophesying what God is doing in the room. And so YouTube, YouTube is great for this. If you don't have a staff meeting with people who are sharing testimonies, no problem. Um, just go to YouTube. It, it can be your staff meeting. Go to YouTube and put in Todd White testimonies. <laughs> I remember um, it was about almost two years ago now. We had um, someone come and stay in our home for about a week who was addicted to, to meth and I thought, I do not know how to get God's truth in them. I've preached to them too many times. What can I do? YouTube. It's always the answer. So literally, I kid you not, while they're in my house for a week, and they didn't have a car, so they couldn't go anywhere. Suckers. So I turned YouTube on, and I put on Todd White testimonies just on repeat over and i mean i did not turn that thing off it just stayed on and you know at first i saw them kind of hang out in the kitchen where the tv's not and then they would kind of go to the living room and, and then at one point maybe day three they're sitting on my couch watching it and day four i'm i'm upstairs and i kind of look down and they're on the couch and they're weeping watching todd white share his his testimony and day five questions start to come out and i'm not doing anything all i did was turn on youtube and just do a repeat on todd white and it was great. He Todd did all the work for me. Um, <laughs> but because they, they were connecting to someone who has been in that position, they were able to connect with someone that they couldn't have connected with me about because I've never done meth. So if there's something that you're like, man, I don't know how to connect to them with that because I've never experienced that or I've never gone through that. You can share testimonies of other people or you can just send them a YouTube link. It's really simple and you can get that in them. And we saw this person get baptized. Literally, I was taking her to the airport um, and I'm like, you gotta get to the airport on time. The plane will leave without you. You're not that important. They're not gonna wait. We're on the way to the airport. Actually, and I'm on the way to a staff meeting at Tuesday morning. So I'm dropping this person off and then I'm going to a staff meeting and they say, I thought you were gonna baptize me. Are you kidding me? You're gonna tell me that right now? So I like had this decision like, shoot, they're gonna miss this flight. I'm gonna have to pay 
for another flight. Is that worth their salvation? Okay. So I just took them to the closest water I could find. My interns met me with some towels. I'm like, I don't get in the ocean, first of all. And I've only gotten in the ocean when we've done baptisms here. So if you've been baptized by me, you're extra anointed because I do not get in the ocean because there are things in the ocean that you can't see and it's not my jam, okay? I didn't grow up around the ocean. I don't like, Pastor Jesse tells me like, well, scoot your feet. So the, what are they? The stingrays don't get, what? Scoot my feet? Are there are stingrays? I'm not getting in there. Anyways, but we, yeah, we I dunked her in that thing four or five times. Did you get it? Yeah, did you get it? I was kidding. Uh, she made her flight. It was great. She made her flight. All that to say, all that to say, listen, if, if you don't, connect to what they need. Just give them a link, connect them with someone who does say, Hey, I have this friend. They're amazing. They went through that same thing. This is what God did. It's crazy. I don't know much about it. Can I connect you all? It's simple. People want hope. People want to know that there's a way out of things. People want to know the power of God in your life. They want to, regardless if they say it, stop waiting for people to say, I need Jesus and just give them Jesus. Okay. Stop waiting for permission. I just, sometimes I'm wondering, I'm like, man, is God, is God going, why are they waiting for permission? I already gave them the great commission. Like, why are they waiting? Stop. You don't have to be an evangelist. Stop putting yourself in a box. You don't have to be extroverted. You don't have to be blah, 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 blah. Just share your testimony and let God do what he wants to do. Release his power in that place. It, it, man, I cannot wait until I can go into a coffee shop and hear people not talking about their coffee and talking about Christ, right? Like, Right, man, I just prophesy right now that every place in Orange County will just be filled with testimonies of power of God. That from this day forward, that all of these people in this room are released to share the power of the testimony in their life. Christ crucified the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony in all places, in all in coffee shops, Starbucks and coffee bean, hidden house in Portola. We thank you, Father, for testimonies throughout all these places. In Jesus' name. Okay, I think that's it. Stand with me. Let's stand with let's let's stand with me. Come on, just um just put your hands out in front of you and shut your eyes. We're gonna be holy for a second. Put your hands out in front of you. Father, I thank you for the testimonies in this room. God, I thank you for the evidence that nearly killed each person in this room, Father. And then you swept in and you saved them. Father, right now, I just pray boldness on their tongue, God, that they would not be nervous, that they would not be scared, that there would not be fear in their minds, in their bodies, that they begin to share their testimony with family and friends and strangers. And God, right now, I just pray for people to be highlighted to them in their workplace, God, in their family. Lord, while they're shopping, God, in Marshalls and TJ Maxx and Nordstrom and Ikea, all the places, God, that you would begin to highlight people to them, Lord, that they would be so drawn that literally it would be as if you were pulling their hands to those people, God, that they would say, can I share with you what God has done in my life? Can I share with you 30 seconds of the power of God in my life, how he changed my story, how he saved my life, how he took me out of depression, how he took me out of addiction. Father, I thank you for the boldness in this room. God, I thank you for every man and woman and child in this building, God, that we would just continue to speak the power of your word, God, that our testimonies would become our platform. God, I pray that Facebook, I pray that Instagram, I pray that Twitter, I pray that Snapchat, I pray that whatever else is happening, I don't know about God, that those would be the platforms where we can share testimonies of what you've done right now. Father, I thank you for the testimonies on social media this week in Jesus mighty name. Amen.
All right, high five the person next to you. Okay, is that it? We got more? If we could just get the prayer team up. Uh, don't move yet. Could you just thank Pastor Nicole for that equipping too? Thank you, Lord. Praise God. That was amazing. That was amazing. Go out and do it. We get the prayer team to come up. Uh, just last week, one of the moms on our prayer team got to pray for someone with a short leg and their leg grew out. So if you have a short leg, come up to the front. Back pain, knee pain, all of our prayer team, just come on up. Prayer team, joy team. Frozen shoulder two weeks ago is healed. So just come on up if you need prayer for any kind of miracle. Well, this is a miracle working team. We love you guys. We'll see you soon if the prayer team would just come quickly. Come, 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 come. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church. 